podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. This episode is part two of a juicy conversation that I had with evolutionary astrologer Arakai Moon about seduction. So go ahead and listen to part one, the episode previous, if you haven't yet. And otherwise, tune in and enjoy. I don't know if this is like bringing too much back into it, but I, I never really got around to answering your question about the, um, like embodying what we want inside of our oh please real life. Yeah. Um, bring it. Yeah. Okay. So embodying what we want in our real life, like how is our ego, how is our, you know, public persona, as you mentioned before, um, our family persona, like any of these parts of our working, living life, um, how does it represent our core sexual energy or core sexual desires? You know, the, the, the parts of us that we deeply, uh, fantasize or eroticize what turns us really on and what actually are we, um, you know, for what a lack of a better way of like in bed or behind closed doors, like what, what character, what energy are we really working inside of that? Um, are they the same? Um, or are they different? Um, a lot of times I do think that people embody something, um, like I want this and I want, like, I want this family and I want this job and I want to look like this type of person. And, uh, then, you know, they're, what they're looking at on porn or what they are doing, um, with their lovers. Um, you know, sometimes they're leaving their primary relationship to explore these, you know, different things is, is sometimes a completely different, um, character, a completely different set of desires, a completely different energy signature, entirely. And so I think that that's very fascinating. It's, um, I do think that's a lot of taboo and a lot of what makes attraction happen is some of those, uh, what is repressed or what is unexpressed. Right. Um, and that brings me to mention too, the, I think that other than being seduced and seducing, I think the other two main pieces of seduction are you're either embodying what somebody doesn't express and so you, you exude that you represent that. And then that seduces them or you are, um, finding what is repressed and unexpressed inside of them and like seducing it, like encouraging it to blossom in them. And people get seduced by somebody knowing the right questions to ask, knowing the right kind of like fire energy to container to create for somebody to truly bloom. You know, that's a very seductive thing. And then the other seductive thing is like, wow, they embody everything that I've never been able to express and that I want them, you know? And so I think that's 
a really big part of our seduction. And it's, it's going to make sense that people are going to have these splits inside of what they are attracted to inside of what they act like in our, in their sexual life and then what they act like in their normal life. But I am curious, um, at having the conversation of how that supports your life. Um, does that support your life or does that actually take away from it? You know, like for me, I'm on this journey right now of really, um, changing my identity in a sense, like really, um, dismantling my gender and my identity of like how I've expressed and how I've specifically looked because, um, can you share what the transformation is too? Yeah. So, um, so I've, I'm starting to identify as a non-binary person. Um, and I've predominantly looked very, very femme, you know, for my whole life. Like I said, like looking like the little mermaid, um, for example. And because of that, a lot of no, not nobody, like my lovers have known and my best friends and everything like that. But, but mostly people see me very much as this goddess and this dark feminine and this like very feminine empowered person. And yet they, they aren't able to see or truly feel my masculine. And I think, and for the most part, I'm actually in my masculine. I'm actually usually always engaging at least with the humans through the, through that energy. And, um, especially in sex, especially in my partnerships. And so when my friend saw a picture of me, I was dancing with my friend who I like really liked and, um, she could really see my masculine. It was like caught on camera. And she's like, no, like, let's talk about that. She's like, like, what is that? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's that? And she's like, I've never seen you express that to people. And I'm like, this is always what I'm like. And I was like, wow. In that moment, I really, my mind kind of blue that I was like, wow, no matter what I do, no matter how many things I'm carrying, no matter how much I do, no matter how much I pay and the one paying, no matter how much I'm the one lifting and, um, giving and courting and dancing and guiding, um, the feminine, like all the women around me, it's like, they still see me as this really feminine, um, person. And so, um, yeah. I felt like since I was little, I wanted to like chop my boobs off when I was little. I was the only motocross rider and like, I played all the boy sports and, um, you know, my dad's called me their little boy and stuff. And I always thought I was like a hermaphrodite. I told my parents that when I was little and stuff. So I feel like I've always had that part, but when I hit puberty and like people were so like, okay, this is what you are. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'm just going to do it and rock it, you know? And so I'm like starting to, to dismantle that part and see all the like, transphobia and homophobia that was inside of that. Like if I look like this then it's a little bit better if I'm gay, like if I'm a really, really pretty woman, then it'll be okay. If I'm gay, it won't be as intimidating. It won't be as, as like, you know, quote unquote disgusting or something like, like, I'm, I'm sorry for that languaging, but I just grew up in extremely, I don't have those belief systems, but that was like the fears when I'm like coming out and everything that were like in my mind, you know, and even now it's like coming out as like, I have a, a trans experience that I really have. I feel like I have, um, like energetically, like, I don't know what I can say online, but like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have a male body energetically and I have like a I have a dick and, um, I've had this whole experience with, um, having this prosthetic dick that I've, um, been having and journeying with for the last 
two years and it's really changed my whole life. And, um, and I feel like it's, it's still like so much of that comes out of like, like if I, if I truly do this and I express this like in my normal world, I'm just going to be like a total weirdo. Like I'm already a weirdo and I'm barely human, but like, I'm going to be like a way weirdo, you know? And it's like, so the, how has it been embodying it more? Like what's, I feel like it's still a challenge because I'm like a five foot one, like somehow people, I could be wearing all boy clothes and still guys want to hit on me and still women think I'm like, they'll still call me a goddess. And I'm like, I don't even understand how that's possible, (laughs) but, um, but there has been another way in which I, because I'm like physically dressing, cause I, I did resist dressing anything like masculine because I was like, people should feel the energy. You shouldn't have to look with a norm, you know, heteronorm says you should look in order to be masculine in order to be seen and validated. You know, that's all been really real for me. And so, but me surrendering to just like, there are certain cues that society has deemed as masculine. And when I started to do those and, and dress like that, I not only saw everyone around me changing, like women just go into their feminine a lot more easy around me, um, which is great. But also, um, I feel like my relationship with men is a lot more understandable, like the violence or the like confusion or the like slight competition or aggression that comes at me or me towards them. You know, I don't want to claim I'm totally innocent, but my, like those kind of, um, I'm pushing my fists together, like those kind of like conflicts. Um, I feel like it's more understandable if I'm like looking like a masked lesbian, you know, if I'm looking like, um, yeah, like a mask or non-binary creature is what I like to call it (laughs) like this other creature. But, um, it's like, yeah, like recognize that like, that's what's happening. It's like, there's something about bringing the, the subconscious and social dynamics, those power games that are being played. It's like, I often thought like, if I was a guy, like they would not be hitting on my girlfriend like that. They would not be doing that. And then being like, what, you know, it's like, it would be fucking obvious, you know, like as to what's the problem, you know, of so much of those kind of things go like un, um, addressed, you know, when these things aren't physically, like when there's no social uh, recognition or validation or social cues, even to give their, um, to give it a space. Right. And so I feel like that has been really interesting, but the best part for me has been that I am able to hold like what energy that I'm doing, like sexually, like I'm cultivating my energy body very strongly and my sexual energy. And so when I keep that physical form and I engage with the world that way, I feel like it brings all that sexually sexuality, that sexual energy and that energy body gets to stay inside and be like more, um, integrated and like, there's not like a dissipation of that energy. It's like, I get to bring it into the world and then I get to move from that. So I allow, I always allow like my sexual experiences, even when I'm making love to myself to draw me into my highest, you know, highest vibrating transcendental space. And I want to stay in that vibration. I want to stay in that that way when I meet the world, you know, that's like yeah, my goal, that is such a, <laughs> right? A beautiful concept. And I, I feel like I don't hear, I don't know if I've ever heard it before 
verbalized in that exact way. I think there's certain concepts around like, you know, being yourself fearlessly so that instead of people relating to a false version of you, you know, so there's like a vulnerability thing, but I haven't heard someone say it directly about like what you embody in your sex, like move through the world in that way. I think that there's directly a conditioning to not do that, that it's like this private behind doors thing. And then, you know, you have some like secret kind of sexual persona that comes out as opposed to like the embodiment of just living that, like there's something, there's something experimental you know, as compared to the norm and also just like very exciting and enlivening about that idea. And I love that you're doing that and noticing like the fruitfulness of that. Um, and just getting to see to like people relate with you in the way that you like want to be related with and yeah, creating that synchronization. It's really, it's really something so special. I was speaking to this, um, with a, a lover of mine. And I was like, wow, like I never really worded it like this before, but there's something about, it's very magical for me to do this. And like I was saying, it's like cultivating my energy body and bringing it into my life and like being able to manifest and evolve my consciousness through my physical body in this way. But there's also a very like humbling, vulnerable, um, human, experience that I'm having that is completely new for me because I was expressing like if the whole world hasn't, you know, people like are always calling me goddess and queen. And I'm like, if I was in my queen, when they were calling me that, like, I'd be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. But like, because I'm actually in my masculine, when they're saying that to me, it creates this like weird thing where I'm just like, (laughs) he's not being seen, you know? Um, and so anyways, uh, when I feel like the whole world says, things or does things like when people touch me as if I have a woman like feminine body um, and my energy body is in my masculine form, it feels like it dissipates the energy and it doesn't touch me. Like it turns me off, you know? And so I feel like it's really interesting to realize that like I've been touched and spoken to and seen and engaged with for for like with all of my family, with like even a lot of all of my friends and everything, but especially like all of pop culture in a way that doesn't actually touch me. It never, you know what I mean? And there's something about not being touched by other humans in the way that you really want to be that makes it really hard to connect, you know? And so I think that there is something about that that's really powerful of like bringing our core sexual nature. And I think that this is kind of opposite than a lot of, um, I've heard other trans people express, like, it's not about the genitals and it's a, it's more about like how they're expressing and seen in society and how they are feeling in their bodies also. But there's been a, like a seem seemingly like they don't want to, at least the ones I've, um, been listening to and um reading and everything like that is like um there's like a, not an emphasis on the sexuality piece and the genitalia piece of it you know whereas for me for some reason that's the thing that like made it click for me to be able to like validate my masculine and be able to understand his needs and his like angers and his like all the places where he actually does want to be validated and he does want to be seen and, and, and where he's angry and all that, you know, I've been able to understand all these like vulnerable, um, raw human emotions a lot more inside of myself and advocate for them. 
Um, but it really started the opposite with me. It started through the sexuality. It started through the actual genitalia of being like, Oh, now I have this. And like, Oh, like this has always been happening. And like, it put it together for me. So I, I, I find that interesting to bring into like the dance of seduction when we're like exploring, like, who are we in these different realms and what are we really seducing and what are we really wanting to be seduced by? And, um, how is that going to weave these different parts of us in, in an integrated form? It doesn't mean we have to meld and like be this homogenized thing inside of our, you know, self, but it's like to really distill these different parts and be able to like have solid lines of communication or places where they can be married and like really um, supporting one another instead of taking from one another, I feel like is like the beautiful gift of this work for me. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, um, the experience that you're having. And I feel like just that the inspiration to materialize externally what you feel internally and to live that way is so courageous and it's so vulnerable. And then as you're saying, like you'll feel touched, Mm. you know, it's like if we're putting up a front or uh, an image that even like a socially appropriate or the image that we've always been received as, and we're just playing into that, you know, or whatnot, whatever it is, if we're putting something out that isn't exactly how we feel, then when that front or image is touched, it's like we're behind that. So we don't feel it as much. So that vulnerability of putting it externally, you know, and then to Mm. kind of move past the conditioning that that is supposed to be private and supposed to be behind closed doors, you know, because it's when you're, you know, dating teaches me this, like the dating process that I've been kind of engaging or have experienced in the last maybe I feel like I started when I came to Portland you know there's just this but even you know then being on the internet too like building an audience is very much about like being yourself so that people can you know unless you're going to build a fake platform and you know by fake I just mean like you're not being yourself but With dating, for example, if you want a particular experience, but you're showing up as a different version of you than is connected to that desire nature, then it's like, you know, you may resonate with people at a certain level, but then you invite them in and you have the, you know, behind closed doors experience and it's not, it doesn't match. Right. So to actually have that courage to show that part outwardly right is such a right such a journey and there's something about like there's a primal quality in that too i right. feel like because animals like literally have like mating rituals and dances and whatnot and it's just so obvious right and i feel like maybe there's an honesty to it and i think at the human level some of our mating rituals can be way more cryptic or obvious depending on where we place you know our activities on that spectrum of either showing up in our seduction as what we are versus showing up in our seduction as something that we're not and then being disappointed with the results. Totally. Yeah. I feel like that kind of self understanding and inquiry. And I also feel like the transformations that come as a result of even beginning the journey of, of this discovery is, is like helping us find out what do we really want and how, like it's, it's such a, 
uh, detriment to ourselves if we're putting something out there that all the energy we end up getting doesn't actually ever get in. And that's why I think also we could have like these holes that never get full and we could want more and more and more, but it's like, because we're not actually allowing it to touch the deepest parts of us because we're, we ourselves aren't understanding how to express the deepest parts of ourselves. And, and it's so important how society sees us and this collaboration of individuals and society and things also, because we're creating this reality and, and it's really an interesting thing to think of the the dance between Aquarius and Leo when we're speaking about, you know, this part of expressing what you said about the audience and harmonizing with the audience too. Yeah. But Leo just expressing that core essence. And if it's not, if it's just fulfilling that role, you know, that it thinks they want, then it's never going to get that like juicy heart, you know, really, truly touched. And then like the deconditioning that you were mentioning that the Aquarius like brings in of like deconditioning from society of like the shoulds and all the obligations and expectations that would take us out of our heart, you know, is, is such a powerful, um, Shiva Shakti uh, experience, I think that that Leo and Aquarius like really offer us. So to segue back to Aquarius and social media and staying connected, how can people find you? We'll just say it again because that last time was a while ago. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I live in Mexico. I live in Zihuatanejo or the town outside of there on the, on the beach. And I do private retreats there. And I also do a three month course that is seduction and power course. And it's a four foundational workshops for foundational workshop piece, um, with weekly, uh, 90 minute sessions to break it all down and, and initiate, uh, for the next three months of that. Um, and you can find me as Arakai Moon, um, or Star Does Siren Astrology. Is a specific time or date, or is it like when you sign up? It's just whenever you sign up. Cause I'm, I'm working individually with people at this point. Um, oh. so it's privatized Amazing. for three months. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was actually having a thread as we were talking, I was thinking about how, like it's really deep work to to kind of go deeper into your own seductive energy or deeper into your own sexuality and I feel like it's so helpful to actually have like community or guides in that like I don't do this stuff alone like I work with people or I'm part of communities and like learning and coaching communities that have really helped me like embody my desire more or like learn how to communicate my desire more and even though I'm an Aries who's like very comfortable doing things alone and have like braved things alone before like it actually is like a community thing I really like having mentors is so important to me so I'm I just think it's amazing that this course offering is something that you know you're offering like personal guidance yeah and you're so talented at what you do like you're a seer and I feel like you you track things you're aware of the patterns and you have a way of sharing insights with people that are just like so transformative and Mm. catalyzing so what an amazing gift and if you've been listening to this conversation and feeling that kind of like spark or that fire you feel like that desire to go deeper into your seductive energy like definitely reach out to Arakai and I'll leave the link in the show notes about how people can contact you and the link to the course. Um, 
so that people can yeah get connected. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's it's my like deepest passion to actually create a community that has this languaging because I also just think it will make reality more fun for me <laughs> because it's like we're always going to be learning you know um we're always going to be dissecting and and pulling it apart and i think like the more that we get like versed inside of this co-creative language um the more we can in- invite each other into that trance seductive presence that we were speaking about earlier and that's like my deepest uh longing and and my what probably my deepest grieving that, that we don't live in that, you know, invitation and that priestess, like drawing into the magic of the temple and, and of these mystery realms. So, um, thank you for saying that. Yeah. And I, and, and I love to work with people with, um, like practical, like this happened this week and how do we really integrate it? So it, it's not so abstract and, um, things that it starts to really like ripple out and change our, not boring lives, but <laughs> make life just like more, more sexy and magical. <laughs> Cheers to that. Thank you so much, Arakai. Thank you. Thank you.